Thessalonians chapter 3. We're just going to look at the first five verses tonight. Let's pray and then we'll jump in. <clears throat> Father God, we come to you and thank you for a good night. And we thank you that we have the freedom to come here and read your word and sing songs <laughs> to you. And I pray that in these few minutes, God, that you would help all of our minds to be clear. Help us to hear from you tonight that the Holy Spirit would just speak to us through your word. And let there be something good in this for us tonight that we need to hear. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Paul is getting ready to conclude his letter here to the people of Thessalonica. We had saw uh, probably most of chapter 2 of Second Thessalonians talked about the man of lawlessness. And then toward the end, he, talked, he told the people that they needed to stand firm and uh, continue to keep their faith in the Lord. Uh, and then we see in Second Thessalonians 3, he's bringing this letter to a close. Verse 1. Finally, brothers, pray for us that the Lord's message may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you. So Paul, of course, has been praying and still praying for all of the people that he has ministered to. And here at the close of the letter, he asked them to pray for him. Pray for us that we will be successful in the work of the Lord and that the, the message will spread rapidly and that people will, will hear it and accept it as the people at Thessalonica had done. Now, of course, it's no different for us today. We, we want that to be our same prayer. For those who are out doing the work of the ministry, uh, we want to pray that God would, would open doors for them, that God would prepare a way for them, that God would, uh, would, would, would ha have people be receptive of the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that the Word can spread rapidly. That's what Paul wanted, the world, uh, Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ to spread rapidly. And that's what we still should strive for and desire in our world today. Uh, so many times... Uh, more times than not, I hear you know people say, well, you know things are so bad, it's only going to get worse, it's only going to get worse, it's never going to get better. Well, it may not get better, but then again, it may get better because the power of the Lord is pretty good. And throughout the centuries, God has brought great revivals throughout this world, and God could do it in our generation as well. And so, so many times, I think people have this mindset that, oh, it's too little too late, there's too much evil in the world. But no matter how much evil there is in the world, it is not greater than the power of God. And so, should God choose, he could start a great revival in this world and change things quicker than we could ever imagine. And we need to pray for those who do the work of the Lord uh, that, that when they do go speak to those that they encounter, that they would receive that message of Jesus Christ and accept that. <clears throat> Verse 2, And that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men. For not all have faith. Now, Paul realizes that, the, that the, the calling, his ministry, his mission was a difficult calling. So pray for us that we're able to, to rapidly get the Lord's message out and also pray that we'd be delivered from wicked and evil men uh, because there are lots of wicked and evil men in Paul's day. And guess what? Things have not changed for us either. So whether you're a preacher or a missionary or just a, just a normal everyday Christian that's not in the ministry, this holds true. When we try to do what's right and do the work of the Lord, we will face opposition. When we try to do what is good, there are wicked and evil people who will try to, <coughs> try to shut us down. And so 
we need to be aware of this. Jesus prayed something uh, along these lines in John chapter 17, uh, verse 15, I think it is, John 17, 15. Jesus said, I'm not praying that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Now, Jesus is speaking about his followers here. Not that God would just take them out of the midst of their evil. I mean, he could. He could take us out of the evil, but, but that's not how God chooses to work. He calls us who are his to continue to be about his work. And Jesus says, hey, I pray that you don't take them out of the world, but that you do protect them. Because as they are in this world and as they are about the work of God, there's going to be evil ones who are going to come against them, who are going to attack them, who are going to make things difficult. And so uh, John 17 is a beautiful prayer of Jesus. That might be a good chapter for you to read this week if you're looking for something to read. But what a beautiful thing that Jesus is praying for his disciples and his followers in John 17. And what does he pray? God, be with them. Because as they're about your work, they need protection from the evil one. And that's the same thing that, that, that Paul says here. Pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men because not all have the faith. Well, that's always going to be the case. There is never going to be a time in this world that everybody is going to come to faith in Jesus Christ. There will always be some wicked and evil who reject the Lord. But regardless of how many wicked and evil we see around us, our, our, our desire should be that of Paul, that the Lord's message be spread. Verse 3 but the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen and guard you from the evil one. Now, that's an encouraging little verse right there. The Lord is faithful. That's encouraging because we are not always faithful. The Lord is faithful when we are not. And the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and guard us. That's what we need. When we are trying to do the Lord's work and it's tough and we're trying to live for the Lord and it's tough and the wicked and the evil ones come against us and it's tough and we don't feel like we have the strength and the energy to continue to go on, where is that strength going to come from? It's going to come from the Lord because the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and he will guard you. And that's, that's a good promise right there. Verse 4, we have confidence in the Lord about you that you are doing and will do what we command. And so the people of Thessalonica were doing good and Paul had confidence that they were going to continue to do good. So obviously these, these Christians in Thessalonica were, were willing to, to follow the Lord and to continue to stand by the Lord in the midst of whatever difficulties they were, they were up against. And, and he says, look, I have confidence in you that you're going to keep doing good. You're already doing good and you're going to keep doing it. And then in verse 5, he says, May the Lord direct your hearts to God's love and Christ's endurance. That's really what we all want, right, is for God to direct our hearts. But in what way does, this, does, does Paul say this occurs, that God directs our heart in what? In God's love and in Christ's endurance, or the patience of Christ, some of your translations may say. And so that's, that's what we, in every decision that we make and everything that we do in life, no matter what we are looking for direction in, God's love needs to be what, what guides our direction. And everything we do, everything we carry out, we need to carry out with God's love in mind, that we love God, that we love others like God loves us. And what else? That we have patience like Christ, our endurance like Christ. Now, when we look at the life of Christ, we see that he was faithful to be about the work of the Lord. Even though it was difficult, even though it was tough, 
he continued to be patient. He continued to have patience and endurance in the midst of the, of the, of the beatings and the being nailed to the cross. He gives us the example of what it means to endure for the work of the Father, what it means to have patience with those who, don't, uh, who, who are sinners, who don't deserve it. And praise the Lord, Jesus Christ has that same patience with you and I. And so we need to follow that example. And all we do, that we be directed by God and the love of God, and that in all we do, no matter how difficult it may be, that we endure for the kingdom's sake. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you and we thank you for your good word. And I pray that you help us to think about these few verses and, and live by them, dear Lord. I pray that you be with those who are in leadership capacity. God, that are preaching and ministering and, and evangelists, dear Lord, and missionaries and all those who are about your work, that you uh, prepare, prepare the hearts of those that they would encounter, dear Lord, that you'd be able to work through them in the lives of, of many. God, we look at the wicked and the evil in our world today, but we know that you are greater than that. And God, I pray that you would change hearts in our nation and in our world, God. I pray that you would help us to do all these things with your love, God, and to be able to endure even when the times are tough, just as Jesus has done for us. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.